I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. Uh, always a special episode when we're joined by uh, my wind beneath my wings, Shane sake. W. Brennan. Uh, <laughs> and this week we are joined by Mark McLaughlin, a part of the management team in Mikkel Distillery. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good, uh, Aaron. Thanks very much. Uh, nice to see you uh, both. Uh, fan, of, fan of the the podcast. It's nice to see these kind of uh, loose and fun chats about uh, all things kind of advertising and marketing. Um, it's uh, and obviously from uh, seeing it from such an Irish perspective is great as well. But yeah, looking forward to this. Thing. Thanks for having me on. Well, yeah, great to have you. Hopefully you're still saying that in, in <laughs> time when we're all wrapped up. Uh, I think you're the first. I think you're the first guest to come to us from uh, Spiddle. Can you tell us what you're doing in Spiddle with uh, Mikkel? Yeah, well, I work with the Mikkel Distillery in Galway here, so we we have a distillery in uh, Salt Hill here. Um, the company was actually founded back in 2015 by a guy called Porico Greenish, uh, who's a former school teacher uh, turned distiller, but his family actually were illicitly distilling pot for over 170 years. So he's actually the sixth generation of distiller, but the first to do it legally. Um, so we've we've we a really small distillery in Galway here. We we produce pot chain gin. We we released last year a fantastic Irish cream liqueur product. We just won best Irish cream liqueur in the world. We our gin actually won best contemporary Irish gin in the world, and we released two independently bottled whiskies this year as well. Um, so it's been a, it's been a really kind of busy eighteen months. I joined the company about two years ago. But why I I'm in Spittle is uh, we work very closely with uh, Uda Ross and the Gilted, and they've been kind enough. To to give us access to a, an extra office in the GTEC facility out here. Um, so we actually, last this time last year, we would have only had five st- members of staff in the company. It would have been the management team, the production staff, but we actually have nine now uh, and soon to be 10. Yeah. 10 so we're growing. Uh, so we, we need a little bit more space. And then there's a couple of really kind of exciting projects uh, that we're involved in coming to Spittle uh, in the next kind of um, calendar year, let's say. Um, but we'll be announcing more about that, hopefully, before the end of the end of uh, this year, um, but uh, there's there's lots on the horizon for Spittle and the Gale Tucked in Connemara, which is great. Amazing. I love the idea great to see of it. his entire family being disappointed. He's got the revenue involved in their putching. Like, <laughs> it's been 170 years. We've done this completely independently, and now you've gone official. <laughs> I just love that concept. Of someone being, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know about his entire family, but Porrick's younger brother Jimmy. Is our yeah. head distiller, and he's certainly disappointed every day he comes to work <laughs> <laughs> that, that that there's money going to the tax man. Uh, yeah. but, but it's a it's it's a it's a great story, and, and yeah. you know the lads learned from their grandfather Jimmy Cara, and uh, there's actually an image of Jimmy on every. Uh, every bottle of Mikkel. Um, it's actually taken from a fo- photograph from 1945. So if you look at any of our bottles, go to mikkeldistillery.com. We just recently did a new website there, which was a, it was a fantastic product. But, oh. uh, you know, family and uh, is certainly ingrained. It's very hard to find a, a kind of a more authentic story. And um, mm. the two, bro- two brothers now work, working uh, in, the, in the business. It's amazing, but it's good. All right. I think that's so important, especially with the kind of journey Irish whiskey has gone over the last decade is that authenticity, because there's an awful lot of stuff popping up. And I just think having something that's a really strong story, like that's a lovely story. Yeah. I love that. I instantly I'm like, oh, I want to I want to read a little bit more about this now. Yeah. Um, and it's just having that really nice hook that kind of is is honest 
and endearing yeah. just goes such a long way with customers. Do you know what I mean? They can they can feel it. You know, it feels it feels true. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I, I feel that uh, from uh, I know you guys are obviously we met uh, in the whiskey world years ago, uh, but uh, you guys are into it. But uh, yeah, from a whiskey perspective, there's so many brands out there now, uh, and there's so much. It's not that there's access to loads of liquid, but there's places like Great Northern Distillery where anybody can rock up to the door and buy um, a, a lot of whiskey and then, you know, try and create a brand. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I suppose, effort and time and money can go into these things. But uh, having a story like what the lads have and uh, and almost having distilling just ingrained in their, in their blood, yeah. uh, but then being able to pull off their kind of family history as well to create the products. It just gives it gives people something to resonate with and connect with. The, our our Irish Green Liqueur product was really fun to put together. It was actually really quick and really easy um, because mm-hmm. that that was actually a family recipe. So his grandmother, when Bailey's became popular back in mm-hmm. the nineteen seventies, uh, his grandmother obviously had loads of potching in the house. So they said, "Well, we can make something like this with potching." So she started making a, a cream liqueur with potching as the base, using uh, you know condensed milk things sugar using coffee using chocolate and just mixing it up and they've done that ever since and up to this day they still do it at home at christmas um, but uh so we we basically made this, the stuff at home and we, we brought it to a, a drink tank that helped us create a formula that would make it shelf stable and now that product's on the market and just after winning best cream liqueur in the world uh, with a potching base which is amazing but actually on the ne- on the next strap of the label we have the original recipe in irish uh written in his mother's handwriting because uh, his grandma can't, can't write anymore but it's in, in Irish ask Gaelic because they yeah. speak speak Irish is their first language and uh, yeah. it's it's there on, on the label and that's stuff that you just can't buy you know you, no, you, could, you, 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 you could create that like and, and people might buy into it but it's it's true um, but, so we're we're, we're, we're dripping in heritage yeah I feel I feel like we're we're at an advantage almost to, to everybody in terms of the kind of the brand element of things we, we we just need to get the products out there and get get more more eyes on this because I I, th- I think it, it's exactly it's exactly what people want to see you know exactly you want that like oh, Jesus that like I'm trying to think as from a creative strategy point of view trying to come up with that like, mm. it's like do you know like writing a film you're like no one would get away with writing this but it's about a true story yeah. <laughs> you know no one would buy this if it wasn't real yeah. and it's like uh that's that's a yeah. gorgeous story yeah jesus christ you're blessed yeah. <laughs> with, that, with that background because i could just like if if it makes me interested i could imagine like other people just being like this is fucking amazing and then look being able to look into it and know they could go down a few different layers and still find it to be true because i think a lot of time there can be stories that are somewhat manufactured um to suit a certain type of audience or a certain type of sales pitch but i think when it's when it's really just authentic to its core and you've got the handwriting yeah. and just that yeah. little kind of those little touches it just it just elevates everything i love it that sounds so cool yeah so it, it, it's been the first project i suppose that i've taken the the from an mpd perspective new product development straight through to kind of fruition that i've been leading in my career and uh, you know sitting when i joined the company we, we had the two podchains in the gym and, and then being able to, you know, basically start from scratch with, you know, creating a new gin product, creating the uh, Irish whiskey, uh, mm. uh, the cream liqueur, sorry. And then um, because we had distilled, the, the distillery had been distilling everything um, up until that point and then creating, we, we're, we, 
laid down the first whiskey in over 100 years in Galway uh, in November 2020. And we do a cask ownership offering where we sell casks mm-hmm. uh, to the private, to the public. But our production is so small that we could never release a commercially viable product. So we started independently bottling whiskey. So sourcing whiskey from elsewhere. To, um, and to, we actually work with Great Northern Distillery on that. Um, and then we try and put our stamp on the whiskeys by the blending and the and sourcing our own barrels and doing different bits and pieces to, to yeah. influence the flavor profile. Um, but, you know, creating the narrative around that, those whiskey products where we don't actually distill them, but tying them into the story was a really, really fun project. And we mm-hmm. found just basically the more, the more honest we were, uh, or we can be about it, the better. Uh, but then also being, uh, just getting a little bit more creative with it, where we're starting to play uh, around with, you know, the storytelling elements that were, are so prominent in, in Connemara. So we're, we're using, we're creating products that are inspired by Connemara and inspired by Galway, and we're using the stories of both to tie it together. So it's just started to open things for us as well, which is great. So yeah, it's really fun, really fun project. You're you're not a traditional marketer, but your marketer is is intrinsically a part of of, of your your ever changing role on a on a, on, a, on a weekly and a monthly basis. And we'd love to hear kind of what what, what kind of ads appeal to you and uh, through the ads that you have today. So can you can you introduce your first ad and kind of we we'll watch it and then discuss it of, of why you picked it. Yeah, the, the, I suppose the the first ad that I picked today was uh, it's a it's a board via ad. Uh, and it's it's to do with the board be a quality mark um, and uh, it's surrounded actually the one I picked is the ham and bacon one which I, I hope it will, most people in Ireland will, will recognise um, but the reason why I picked it is because I think uh, there's uh, there's many outlets in Ireland like board be a, and if you're a small business that's in the food or drink space and you're not in contact with board be a, you should be they're, they're one of the best outlets in terms of data and support and grants and, and just uh, enveloping uh, yourself in, in the kind of brand world. Their brand forum is absolutely incredible. Uh, and they really help um, people understand what makes you unique and how to get that story across. And uh, uh, if you ever get the chance, actually, I'll, I'll quick plug the, their, their head of the, the director of their brand forum. There's a guy called Mick Curtis Davis. And he's a guy that would be able to uh, blow you away with his uh, advertising and marketing knowledge. So maybe a few your guest and um, yeah. but uh they what what they've done over the years is, is they've helped brands like ourselves even we work with them to to really learn how to amplify the uniqueness of what you have as an irish product um, but the reason why i picked this ad is because it's not a product it's it's about their their uh board be a quality mark and you know it's a very hard thing to kind of raise awareness for i think from a it, consumers tend to be a little, especially irish consumers tend to be a little bit skeptical about things like this oh you're trying to make things look good or you're trying to make things look cool but i I really think the, the the sheer enthusiasm that comes across here, and I, I don't know this guy's name, but he, he works very, very, the actor, he works very closely with Board B on a lot of their campaigns, but I just think it's something that immediately draws you in uh, with things that we all know and love. I'm the biggest bacon fan in the world, um, but uh, you you immediately, I suppose, step away after the 30 seconds or whatever, uh, understanding that maybe you know this is something that we should be proud of as a as a country, uh, and uh, maybe we should be looking out for more products that have this quality mark. And I think it was a really really uh, job well done. But you can have a watch and see what you think. Cool. Ham and bacon. Where do I even start? Crispy breakfast rashers. Take chunks of bacon 
and ham. The star of a million sandwiches. But not all ham and bacon are the same. You see this? It proves you can trust this ham and bacon because they meet Board B's highest quality standards and you can trace where they come from. So do them a favour. Make sure the ham and bacon you buy for your family have the Board B quality mark. Your food is our passion. Yeah, that's a lovely, that's a lovely piece. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's 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 an iconic ad in its, yeah. its own way because that that ran very heavily. From I, I just remember seeing that for for years. But it it, it kind of I think the repetition kind of got that what you're saying across has got that quality mark, uh, into kind of people's head as in that's that's a stamp of approval there. Yeah, I think that's the sorry, just. Have- We lost Mark. I think I'm back. Yeah, you're back then. Sorry, sorry, that's uh, <laughs> we'll edit that out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the the uh, yeah, I th- it did run really, really heavily, and it, it, you know, I think it, from a production aspect, trying to get uh, that kind of almost Irish authenticity into it very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, Using the landscapes and the walking and, and, and the countryside, and then um, you know, obviously some great imagery of of food, just the rashers in the pan, the the, the, the iconic line ham, the star of a million sandwiches, uh, and the, and the gorgeous little ham salad sandwich that, that, that they're pulling up. Uh, but then just it's it's conversational, you know. But have you seen this? You know, and this means that you can trust these products, and you know your your food is our passion. So you know they're telling you that we, we you know we're telling you uh, this story um, because we want you to know what the best products that are out there, and we want you to to see uh, you know the the true um, quality of the produce that is here, and that's what Borbia are doing all around the world, uh, spreading the word the word for fantastic Irish produce, and like I, I, that's it's a I, I can't I don't know when that. Uh, I'd ran first, but I'm assuming it's almost probably ten years ago now. Um, but it's one that really twelve there on that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ten years ago, um, it's something that really just I, I think you know captured the eye, and it probably did more for ham and and, uh, and bacon sales than it did for possibly uh, the Borbia quality mark. But at the same time, it re- it re- it really. Like I, I would have been twenty then. It got me thinking about Irish Irish produce and Irish products, and, and being that little bit more aware. Uh, and you know, from there, I, I think that was one of their first campaigns. And since then, uh, you can go through their archive, and they've basically taken the consumer on a journey around all Irish produce, following these uh, these different ways. But I think yeah. it, it, from that perspective, because it's not a product, it is a journey. And you're trying to find, from an advertising perspective, you're trying to find unique ways to draw people in of all demographics, and not just you know, not just older people. You're looking to get young people involved as well, and start to become more and more aware and more. I think there's a kind of Irish pride sort of a thing in it as mm-hmm. well, where you're trying to get them to be uh, proud of their heritage and in touch with these things. And I just think it's really well done, um, really, really well done. Yeah. yeah, I think what's really interesting from a creative point of view or from a storytelling point of view. Obviously, he's a very good character character and he's situated in a very Irish like he's a very normal looking guy right you know what I mean you feel like you'd meet him anywhere yeah he's well able to talk he's in a bunch of stuff I'm pretty sure um 
but I thought there was an interesting thing they did, right? So on his walk, so obviously you've you've four locations. You have him walking yeah. around the place in different places. You have him in the house, feeding people. Then you have the butcher, and then you have him at the end at the farm, right? So what I thought was really nice about this was essentially his journey. You're seeing all the interactions with the ham and the customer. So he's he's feeding it then you see the care and attention given by a man dressed in complete white it's that shot of the four of them laid out yeah it's yeah. like this this is this is how much care this is how much these experts care about this ham this isn't just fucking flung at you right yeah, this yeah, goes yeah. through a rigorous process and it's just that clean white shot says so much to people and then but then they completely undo that isolation or that um almost sterilized feel which which gave them a bit of sense of certainty to on his walk they imply that he's nearly meeting the farmer that's working on it as well so while there's so much going on with care attention and these being minded and making sure it's all official at the same time it could be from the farm that you walk by on your walk which is the most irish thing in the world and i just think they've done that they've weaved that story really well like visually well together you know it, it leaves you no sense yeah. that without the sense that like this is anything but high quality locally sourced and also um has been has been checked you can trust it you know it's, what i mean it's farm to fork in the reverse order yeah yeah exactly. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. fork back to farm that's exactly what they do yes yeah. they, they bring you from fork it, and they exactly. bring you back but in a non <laughs> It doesn't feel forced. That's what's really good about this in a piece of creative. You, you're engaged with him and he brings you through it. They visually tell you an awful lot of subtlety, but you know exactly you know exactly what they're doing. And it's great. It's just it's done really well by McCann in Dublin. I just think it's uh, it's pulled together really nicely. It's, it's it's a lovely piece. Like it holds up, which is impressive. You know, around this time that the ad came out for for the few years beforehand, I was uh, I was a proud Dunn Stores uh, deli boy. Uh, working across the the hot hot cold and uh, raw meat. You had your whites, did you? Uh, in my days, your hat. I had my whites. I had me. I had my little hat, my little sailor's hat on, and everything. <laughs> but that 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 role that really uh, ingrained in me how passionate people are about their ham. Yeah. And the particular ham that they have, you know, our biggest sellers were always uh, freshly cut pounds of uh, either Carol's ham or Brady's ham. But it was like, it, it was like an, an either or. If you were a Brady's person, you wouldn't touch the Carols. If you were a Carols person, you wouldn't touch the Brady's. It's uh, a lines and, and, and berries. <laughs> it really was. It, 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 but it, there's also like they'd inspect the. You'd have the lump of meat pre, you know, non-cut in in the thing, and they'd be looking at it, making sure that they're happy that you're cutting from from it. Or if there's some already cut, they'd be like, no, no. You'll go over to the slicing machine there, and you'll get me a fresh pound. Uh, yeah, fresh yeah. Pound a good, the good bit. I want the just, good bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was good and fresh. Fresh is the whole thing, but yeah. but that kind of quality is it was it was it was almost like tribal or something mm. from from yeah. from the customers and and the kind of it kind of it, it makes sense as well that the quality mark that there are kind of driving that home, especially with with the rise of because that was around the the, uh, the you know the recession time so around 2010 20, 2009 so that was the, the rise of own brand uh, cheaper uh, food products uh, all across every supermarket chain so so the quality was a thing that that was kind of dropping and, and differentiating so it's interesting to see that that's around the time that this came out as well around the 20, 2012 mark 
Yeah, I think as well, it, there's a they've got across there a really kind of connection with rural Ireland in a way too. And, and that mm-hmm. if you're from any anywhere rural at all, you're seeing these places they're immediately resonating with you. And yeah. uh, you, you know, at the end of the day, every every brand or every product is trying to create a sense of community. And I think they're they're just and that ad they're just starting that kind of real uh sense trying to create that sense of community with the kind of conversational effect. And you know, it's talking about the wider Irish products rather than just one and uh, it's really really good uh, and I, I always think about ham and bacon I think back it was my seventh birthday and mm-hmm. my brother uh, brought me down the town which he never did but uh, my older brother he uh, he's a good bit older than me but he was at home for whatever reason and he decided he'd bring me down the town because there was an old glue factory in the town in Donegal's Cairn Donna um, and uh, they were actually demolishing the glue factory um, so they were going to be, there was going to be a detonation and he brought me down to see it and we just got to the diamond and Karen. we seen one of the glue towers fall and then he brought me for a bacon buddy which it was my first time ever having a bacon buddy and a bacon cheese sandwich i think it was out of fenton's tea shop side there uh in Karen and the diamond and like if i could go back to the first bite of that sandwich now and i could put that in an ad i'd sell more bacon than anybody else <laughs> in the world and my, 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 my wife would tell you that uh, i'm just a fiend for bacon she's trying to get me away from but it all started back then but I, I think uh, his enthusiasm and the ad every time I hear I see those rashers go into the pan I think of that uh, and it's a, it, you know it's evocative in a way uh, which is is amazing when it's not a brand you know when it's not a particular product yeah, I, th- I just think yeah. I think they did a great job you know yeah no it's great that's great well, I think we are we all know what we're having for lunch today is some form of, of ham or bacon sandwich. Yeah. Uh, well, Chalky adores great, great, great ham. Like, in college, Chalky's, we used I to do. call a ham cheese sandwich a Chalky special for Aaron because that's all he'd eat. Chalky's he'd special. eat fucking two of them every day, seven days a week. <laughs> it was the Chalky special. And like a fucking pound yeah. of ham in each sandwich. I, I, I have the same thing for lunch every single day. Does, and huh? the days that like you can't have it, I'm a little bit upset. Lunch is my favourite meal of the day. It's a pita. It's two slices of Carol's ham. It's Hanley's mayo coleslaw and a bit of grated cheese. Oh, and I'm telling you, he, uh, that would be my last meal but, with a cup of tea. Cup but of what's funny is... And then I'm laughing. Aaron, like, I went up to visit him up in Mayo and um, his wife at the time was commuting up and down to Dublin just after the pandemic, right? So he was essentially living a little bit of a bachelor lifestyle in the gaff when I went up to visit him. I opened his fridge... <laughs> I'm not chitting you. There was fucking six packs of ham and six packs of cheese. And I was like, are you, are you fucking stockpiling? What's going on? He goes like, no, no, no. That's how much I'd eat in a week. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, your poor heart. Yeah. Yeah, the sodium levels can look after themselves. It's great. God. I, I, uh, uh, there, there was a fellow that used to work in the Celtic whiskey shop years ago, Derek Pierce, that would go to Duns and buy the multi pack of ham. That's what he'd have for his lunch. He'd just eat the ham and all <laughs> Jesus. And he'd be t- no, I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. <laughs> he'd be t- or, a, or a cold tin of beans, just the tin open. With the, now, with I the like a cold tin of beans. <laughs> I like a cold tin of beans. Wow. I do. I like from college, I like a cold tin of beans now. And it disgusts my wife. I'm like sitting there, I'm like, no, no, I'll just have this. It's just it's easy. I, I don't know why. It, I know it's rank, but I fucking love it. <laughs> I, 
I, protein. I, have a, I have a good friend that used to work with me in Celtic and uh, Derek, you know, if, he, if he had too much ham, maybe he'd try and sell you the second half of the multi-pack. And he sold, <laughs> he sold, he sold the second half to, to Stephen uh, McGuinness, my mate, and uh, charged him two euro for it. And uh, after Stephen, had, he went and got a roll and he, he, he made a wee sandwich. He had the ham and he, he was putting his stuff in the bin. He seen the, the cardboard cutout of two for two euro or whatever it was. So Derek, Derek had made hadn't just uh, covered himself he had covered the full cost of the two packs of ham and Stephen to this day yeah, that's and, an entrepreneur uh, right there it's about eight years later Stephen's still mad about that <laughs> well that. Derek is just like ham that's keeps on giving you know <laughs> he's like there's always an opportunity with ham that's good we could talk about lunch orders all, all day uh, but unfortunately we, we have to move on to, to our next uh, what, what do we have uh, what do we have as our second at yeah, so we'll uh, we'll stick to with the videos here. Um, but as a as a proud Donny Gallman, um, this is a, an ad that uh, I, I think it, it just it really brings people into the kind of community of the humour uh, that is part and parcel with coming from Donny Gall, and uh, also part and parcel with working. Uh, in uh, I suppose small teams in in, in kind of uh, how could you say highly intense environments, um, but uh, it really just uh, it, it kind of personifies um, my kind of growing up and uh, and the way we used to talk to each other and stuff. But uh, this is a Donegal catch ad, which I'm sure everybody will be familiar with. Yeah. Uh, anybody that's in Ireland, and uh, this was the original version of the ad. There, there's still um, this was done in, again probably ten or fifteen years ago for the first time but they're still reproducing snippets from this ad to this day it's, uh, that's how good it was uh, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll let you watch it everybody will know, know the tagline Letter from Hellos Did they mention my idea? Chunky cards sound like hotcakes Here we go Donald we're keeping your idea on file Yes Chunky fillets of Atlantic card in a golden crumb from Donegal Catch Owen all the girls in the office say hello <laughs> be beautiful but they're keeping my idea on fine in a filing cabin <laughs> Danny Gall catch another world altogether that's such a fucking good ad that line that line is that's... just so well delivered and it just even when you'd said what we were doing I was just saying it in my head and I was remembering occasions in my life when someone would just turn around and just say it to me it's just fucking iconic it's an it, amazing yeah. line it that's probably one of the most iconic ads we've ever actually featured on on, on the I podcast. I would say so, yeah. And, and most quoted ads yeah. from from my generation is just just to each other. You can say that to anyone, and they'd know exactly what you're I talking about. I think we're about. all the same generation. Here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who I just I don't know two generations who, older. I, I don't know who you just kept laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah, but like you know, there's you, you talk about what it is to be Irish and and what a, you know brand Ireland and, and, and it's many many different forms and mm-hmm. uh, accents play a huge role in that and and they play a huge role in our differentiation amongst ourselves. Uh, but uh, you know the 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 writing there and, and the thought thought uh provoking style of it the uh the delivery the theater the uh 
they don't lean too heavily on the imagery of the product itself, but the imagery that they do use is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just it puts the it puts the Donegal catch brand just front and center in your mind. You're going to the frozen food aisle and any supermarket in the country uh, when that ad first came out and still to this day you're you're buying Donegal catch uh, it's 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 uh, I, I heard a great phrase um, uh, in training and education uh, in terms of it's a, it's more of a consumer experience uh, concept than it is kind of marketing but c- to connect with your consumer then to lead your consumer and then to seed their next purchase so you're instantly trying to make a connection but you're trying to lead them in a direction that will obviously uh, result and kind of return uh, custom and I think that ad does absolutely everything it just you you instantly connect with it you're you know they're leading you in a sense of you know you you literally laugh out loud most times when you first see that ad and then presenting you with these superb uh, the superb product which is the Atlantic Cod and that version of the ad but nowadays they they'll they use it in snippets and and they'll feature a lot of their different products and it's just uh it's just so so well done. Um, mm. Using humor to your advantage is is a big big thing, uh, but keeping it uh, keeping it in a in a very kind of informal light as well, uh, and the camaraderie that the the three lads have, it's yeah. just it's fantastic, like it's absolutely fantastic. That's what it, it reminds the, me. The casting of, is yeah, so important there. It is. It reminds me of you know. There's a lot of memes online on TikTok and stuff where. It's like the girlfriend thinking like, oh, I wonder if he's out cheating on me. And then it shows the guy is like thinking about, I wonder if I could fight a bear. You know yeah. what I mean? Or I wonder what he's doing. And it, what it does is gives you that sense of the lads are stuck in a fucking boat. They're living, they, you get into this kind of craziness of what's important to you. That kind of desert island script yeah. writing where you're like, we're in isolation here. So you make your own things that matter. And this is how they're killing the time. And I just love that kind of honesty as in, yeah, like this matters. That filing cabinet matters so much to him yeah. because yeah. that's what's important. Because that's they've set that up for that car. He doesn't give a shit. Nothing yeah. else matters. It's in a filing cabinet somewhere. If, that's huge, and I just think it's brilliant. Um, and if if there's anyone who's who's who made this ad who is listening, please get in touch because I have a theory that the very last line, the most iconic line, where he says "in a filing cabinet." I have a feeling that was improv by that actor, yeah, yeah. judging by the reaction of the actor who's reading out the letter, just kills himself, and then the fellow who says "file and cabin" just goes and is at the stern of the boat and he does the away. little dance. I I think that I think yeah I think that was improv and it was just the the line was they're keeping my idea uh, on file full stop and yeah. I think he just added in the comma in a filing cabinet and that that's what it made it so I'd love to know well, if that was. It was made by Irish or it was improv. Irish International BBCO. So if anyone wants to reach out to us or uh, we'd love to know if that was script written. Now I feel like if I'm if I'm working on that and it's such an iconic line, I'm gonna pretend I fucking wrote that line. <laughs> I'm not gonna give that to the actor. <laughs> I'll be like, no, 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 no. He delivered it. We didn't tell the other actors he was gonna say it, but we wrote the line. <laughs> Okay, so it, so can the grip or the AC yes, who's on someone set that who's not day tell us if that was <laughs> improv or real? That'd be, that'd be that'd be brilliant. 
the, the, the great the great thing about it is the, the, the backhanded compliment like the you may be beautiful yeah uh, and and uh, you know it's it's <laughs> It's such an Irish thing, you know. Yeah. Anybody achieve, achieves anything good whatsoever, um, you're you know you're always there's almost a, a, a way of you're you're not trying to belittle it, but you're always trying to you know it's it's not that important in the grand yeah. scheme of things, and and it, we love as a culture love taking the mic and any chance to 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 get a laugh is is most most of us are 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 generally up for it. Um, but uh, it just it was again so well delivered, and and the and the clear Donegal accent, the cabinet yeah. rather than cabinet, because yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. I, I used to drink Carlsberg, and, and my mates anytime I would order at, at a at a at a bar, say, oh, can I get a pint of Carlsberg there? Everybody around me would go Carlsberg, a pint of Carlsberg. <laughs> your man, your man, your man's drinking Carlsberg. So it's, <laughs> and and uh, I, I I used to say, you know, I'll be I'll be there in fifteen minutes. And there's a guy. I used to work with he just go around with 15 15 hey, 15 months <laughs> and, and getting it across in such a way that uh, using the, the accent to such an advantage but getting it across yeah. it in such a way that people uh, people whether they, the accent resonates with them or not they're still going to think this is funny or humorous they're still going to tie it to the yeah. tie it to the product itself um, there's a bit of ingenuity to it and, and it's just uh it shows sometimes that it doesn't all all have to be about product. Uh, I had a call um, yesterday, actually, with an agency that uh, they they reached out because in Mecca we don't we haven't done to this date we haven't done a lot of kind of product focused videography. What, what mm-hmm. we've done in terms of videography has very much been about storytelling and about us. Uh, and and I looked on their website and, and the, the videos were all it's product, 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 product. And I was yeah. like, well, well, this and I raised that met, uh, that issue on the call. I was like, well, like you know, you could actually slap any product into this, mm-hmm. and any product mm. and film it in that way and it's going to look amazing it's going to make the product look good but are people is it resonating with anybody yeah. and you know out of the 20 i think that ad six only six seconds long the product appears now it's on the table actually and the plate, plate of food if you look at the plate of food actually yeah. looks really 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 great like they would <laughs> if they produced that on a, on a boat i'd be so impressed and then they they show the product at the end but it only shows up for like four, you know four or five seconds out yeah. of the out of the, yeah. uh, the the whole clip uh but that's sometimes that's not what advertising is about it's about it's about again connecting with people uh getting a reaction from them you know being evocative and being memorable if you if you could be if we could all create something that's going to be that memorable um you know we'd be doing a great job as marketeers but uh, just a phenomenal ad i always think it's i always think it's an exchange it's like it's like selling right it's or it's like trying to be entertaining at a party talking to people everything's an exchange between the brand and its customers or between you and anyone you're either trying to give them an entertaining conversation or something that they can interact with someone to listen someone to talk to give them more information that they can go tell someone else then or a brand what the brand did there was everyone outside you saw with your mates everyone outside of Donegal likes to take off that accent so that's what they gave them they gave them an hour world trigger so every time they got an easy laugh they got an easy laugh if someone said something about being beautiful. They were like, "You might be beautiful," but and they could deliver it every time. So you gave them, you gave them that sense of of humor, and um, 
as well then that would have resonated when they saw Donegal catching the shop what would have went through their head is filing cabinet and they would have <laughs> like they see it it's an exchange they gave you and I think we talk about this an awful lot on this podcast about humor as over humor necessarily over kind of tear jerkers because we all I always think it's it's harder to be funny it's much harder to be funny than it is to uh to just kind of try and evoke a sad story because to be funny you're putting yourself out there to not be funny and you have to be willing to let a joke land or not land and i think what they've done there is they've given everyone a joke or a laugh that they can then replicate and move on with and that allows you to resonate with the brand and i just think it's it's unbelievable it's just great it's just great storytelling and it's a great interaction with their audience and they've done it so well and they just wrap the brand around it you know <clears throat> A, a, a small example of how the brand, as you said, Shane, just pulls through there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I live near my parents now and I, I'd be able to, to go out visit them, you know, every week or so. I got into a habit of, of I to cook one of the meals for, we have dinner together, but I'll cook it and that's grand. And I was cooking the, the dinners that I liked cooking that they'd eat and stuff and that was grand. And I said to, I said to mom one day, I was like, what do you want? You want? What do you want next week? What do you want for dinner? Anthony, you want? I'll cook it. And she's like, right, uh, Donegal catch. It wasn't fish. Yeah. It wasn't bread of fish. It was it was Donegal catch. And that that came that came true that it was like it's not just bread of fish from a freezer. It has to be Donegal catch and catch. that was it. And when you when you're when you're, na- you're naming a product by the the brand, then you know you have a serious hook into into the mindset of consumers and it's it's because of ads like that. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it is, and, and and I think since I don't know was it then or since then, but uh, Donegal Catch I think is owned by some massive multinational now, and there's uh, like how much of the fish comes from Kelly Beggs nowadays. Uh, who knows? And uh, to be honest, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's not that, that's not me. Flying in the uh, face of the board, be I think. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it's just. Uh, it's always going to resonate, and uh, as you yeah. said, they've done they've done they've done a tremendous job because it is, especially in Irish culture, it is one of those things where people do they shout Donegal catch. It's 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 yeah. not about the product. It's uh, it's not about whether it's cod or haddock or what whatever it is. It's it's Donegal catch, yeah. um, and uh, yeah, it's nice to see the uh, Donegal get get the get the recognition that it truly <laughs> deserves. Definitely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that's a, that's that's a. That's an absolute cracker of an ad, that uh, mm-hmm. delight we've had on, because we, we've never had that chosen. So well deserves to be in the I Love That Ad archives uh, from here on out. Um, Mark, what's what's our final ad we, we, we get to chat about So today? I, I thought we'd just take a little step away uh, from the, uh, the, the video world and, and the kind of traditional advertising, because I, I'm one of those people that I don't really watch TV anymore. You know, I watch, I'm, I'm in the, I watch the Netflixes and the, and the Amazon, so I very, very rarely see ads. So it was actually since I, I was asked onto this, I did a kind of deep dive into old ads and I came across some great stuff. Um, but I was like, you know, what, what what's most relevant today almost is is kind of almost guerrilla marketing or 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 uh being 
reactive marketing. Uh, uh, we're, we're now living in the kind of world of social media. So if you can get a trigger, uh, a response from people, then you can do a, a huge amount. And I'm sure you'll you'll flash up the image now, but recently, um, uh, it's probably happened more than in Galway, uh, but you know we know in Ireland now there's two uh, German giants uh, that are mm-hmm. close to dominating the retail world in Little and Aldi, and uh, uh, it's almost like the Barry's tea thing: do you shop in Little or do you shop in Aldi? <laughs> I'm an I'm an avid Aldi man. Like uh, I don't know why anybody would shop. Little. <laughs> but but uh, Little uh, produced an ad recently. It's in Knock Nakara here in Galway, and uh, I actually used to I used to live in Furbo uh, in Galway, and I, it's the Aldi that I used to shop at. But Little have uh, are building uh, one of their mega stores right beside, basically in the same plot as an Aldi, and it's right there. And, uh, you know, you think maybe they would be, you see them across the road from each other now and again, and you see them in the same kind of area, but this is literally in the same plot. So as the building went up, if you park in the car park at Aldi, which you have to if you're shopping in Aldi, on the wall facing the car park, um, uh, a little produced this banner of a, a pair of eyeglasses, uh, spy glasses, uh, keep your enemies close. And it's just it's just pure genius. And uh, it, it got so much coverage. Um, it was on print media. It was on online media. It was absolutely everywhere. And talk about knowing your audience. You know, this is something I don't know would that go down as well anywhere in the world uh, when people see it as trying to be funny or people see it as, you know, trying to be tongue in cheek. And it is trying to be funny and it is trying to be tongue in cheek. And it is uh, a little bit, you know, possibly overzealous, but it, it's just perfect. Uh, and uh, what a way to to stamp your mark a couple of months before the shop even opens on the area and get pe- yeah. and get people talking about you because there wasn't a person in Ireland that probably didn't see this ad when it went up. Uh, never mind in that region, which is one of the most densely populated uh, kind of uh, areas of Dublin or sorry, Galway City, um, where they have access to a huge amount of potential customers. Uh, and uh, they had every single one of them talking about them before their, their doors even opened. Just a, just a great piece of work. What I think is super interesting, it's a great piece of work. I love it. I love stuff like this. I was only talking, me and Aaron were only talking about this yesterday, I think. This is essentially marketing coming from the internet to online activations, so trolling. So like we see it now with the the gorilla or the the troll twitter social media manager it's gone from twitter's gone from being customer service and they still have that element but that being their only thing you know saying like nine to five you know someone will get back to you or q a's with um, brand ambassadors to just brands tweeting at each other and trying to get wins and likes and like the and i think that's from a generational point of view is that the first generation of marketers were like okay we just need to not make a mess on twitter because we're exposed because you get such instant reaction so i could be sitting in a monthly meeting and the boss is going to be like why the fuck did we get all these comments on twitter yeah so you'll just see like negative sentiment to now younger people being like no 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 no. you need to be you need to be funny like it just based on all the stuff like barstool sports does and like a lot of their people going out and like taking over social media accounts once they've left the left the brand and you see it, like I was only saying to Aaron the other day, was Aldi did one out of nowhere at Tesco, 
but like out, like literally out of nowhere for no reason apart from they're just trolling was the Premier League said it's great to be back just tweeted yes. that yeah, yeah, and yeah, to see the Aldi one yeah, and yeah, Aldi yeah. just shared it and just fucking took a shot at Tesco yeah, they, <laughs> I was like they, they said it's like it's like the feeling of returning to Aldi after yeah, going to after Tesco to Tesco, do, yeah. do your price match like uh, just, exactly and just it's great it's it's this element of this kind of this trolling kind of Jake Paul type of do something funny and get a reaction out of it and they're bringing it to to out of home which is great because same with the Aldi and the Cuthbert the Caterpillar stuff with yeah. M&S all was it last year when M&S sued them over Colin the Caterpillar um, and then they started parking trucks outside M&S stores with the hashtag Cuthback and it's like definitely not an M&S product and it's this is this kind of like this evolution of trolling and brands what i love about it once again it's what we said about being funny it's brands willing to fucking be funny and to therefore willing to fail and not be funny and to take that chance because when it lands like this now keep your enemies close because like that definitely comes from the fact that you saying like the two shops are on the same fucking plot like how how do they get away with this why do they do this and everyone being like jesus there's a Lidl and an aldi right beside each other and just capitalizing on people thinking about that and putting what everyone's thinking on the side of the fucking shop right before they launched i just think it's i just think it's great i love it i love this type of market i love the i love the thought that you know the the store was you know planned for years gone through yeah. planning iterations on board plan all and all that i'd imagine the rigmarole and logistics and that side of the little business um and then either someone in marketing or someone who kind of crossed between the two got wind of it and like oh that's really beside the aldi and then just like imagine if we did this yeah just like randomly yeah. it, it just happened like because two people had a chat at a water cooler type yeah. of moment and then suddenly it ends up as a natural piece i just love the almost like it's serendipitous type of to, to become about but without the brands already doing it that type of stuff on twitter and that being successful for them i don't think they'd have the bottle i don't think you'd get it through <clears throat> yeah. logistics i don't think you'd get it through any of that stuff except for the mar- head of marketing going no this works this this stuff works and we can then share the image on twitter and we'll get fucking fifty thousand likes and I just don't, without that kind of change in communication, that kind of release of red tape, I don't think you get this. Yeah, it, it, uh, I agree in the sense that there there obviously has to be a top-down element to it where mm. there's got to be somebody there that believes in stuff like this. But you, you think about just purely from an advertising perspective, you think a pre-opening advertising campaign, what can we do? Uh, yeah. You know, where, where can we spend money effectively here um, to cook? create some noise we're we're not we're, we're in the same plot as aldi which is a you know a tremendous store we have duns literally around the corner one of the best uh, biggest and best duns in the whole country um how do we uh, you know effectively market this you know do we do an old you know a door-to-door print campaign do we do leaflets and yeah. different these letterboxes do we do you know radio do we do what do we do uh, and to think that that banner on the side of that building probably costs between two and five hundred quid. Yeah, nothing. That was it. You know, yeah, nothing. nothing. Uh, yeah. uh, and uh, just really, really, really effective. And and again, yeah, it's 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 capturable. You know, somebody takes a picture, they send it to their mate, it goes viral on WhatsApp, it goes viral on Twitter, it goes viral on Instagram. Uh, you know, it, it, it almost it, it 
it's not quite TikTokable, but it's so close to being TikTokable. It's uh, it's just it's got everything, you know, which is uh, is is really really smart. And I mean, we're talking about uh, it's hard to create that kind of authenticity. And and Michael here, obviously, we've talked about uh, many different ideas along similar concepts where we can afford to be authentic because we're independently owned. It's a young company. We are, you know, we have an illicit past. Uh, our the family is, you know, enthralled by storytelling, etc. So, how do we work more of, you know, the kind of tongue in cheek aspect of Irish and rural life into our brand? And it's something that we're we're, we're working on and, and behind the scenes all the time. Um, but it's uh, it's hard to. Uh, to, when you're thinking about it so much, it's hard to be, I suppose, almost authentic with it, or it's you're, mm. you're almost trying to be funny, and is it going to come across funny? Whereas yeah. we, we we just uh, we had some video content there recently. Uh, it was a reel that we we put up on Instagram uh, where we had it was Jimmy walking into the distillery. It was for a, a promotional video that we we're doing uh, and turning the still on and stuff uh, and pulling a little bit of spirit. Um, but uh, we work with a digital agency called Simply Social, and they just put some like almost like uh, just basically kind of crazy mu- music in the background, kind of uh, almost like I don't know, is it is it sex music or is it romantic music? I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. kind of Barry jazzy White, stuff. Like... Yeah, yeah, kind of Barry White, and and uh, they just put. Uh, the you know the next new bombshells entering the Love Island villa and this was about uh, six weeks ago and it was Jimmy walking into the distillery and it was just it 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 it, it didn't quite go viral or anything but it took off and got great engagement yeah, yeah. you know our phones were hopping and it was the first time we had get, we kind of said anything that was a little bit out there uh, but we but we could because it was you know it was very people focused and and, yeah. and Jimmy didn't mind and it, and, it, and it was just a, it was a knocking a bit of crack out of it. Um, so I think yeah. I, I think sometimes uh, across all categories, uh, and I think these ads, the ads that we've talked about today have been a good example of. Um, sometimes you can you can take a, you don't need to take yourself so seriously. And I think from a from an independent business perspective, um, uh, sometimes you can play that to your advantage. And I think that's something that at Michaelier, uh we we hopefully will do more of in the future but it's something that i think uh from an irish perspective as well irish products we, we should be looking all looking at it a little bits of ways of uh getting a little bit more personality into everything um, and like a little for and that ad in particular you know there is no is there a personality to little i don't think there is um but that was really really smart you know yeah definitely <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Mark, they were uh, a brilliant selection of ads. If anyone wants to kind of keep uh, keep tabs on, on Mikkel and, and the products, where can they go and keep, uh, yeah, uh, so we, keep we, in with the distillery? Yeah, we, we, we launched a new website, um, a revamp website, www.mikkeldistillery.com, and we have new email sign-up sheets and stuff there, um, which uh, we're, we're slowly building a database, and we're going to start uh, kind of trying to build a community uh, slowly but surely. And we're across all socials just at Mikkel Distillery. And uh, I'm widely out there across socials as well, at Mark underscore whiskey, and you'll find me on LinkedIn, Mark uh, McLaughlin as well. Uh, always open to chat and, and uh, cool. anything in terms of resonating or uh, building connections and, and uh, learning from people is my big thing. Uh, if I can 
if I can help people learn in any way or learn from them, it's, it's always valuable to me, uh, which I think things like this are, are fantastic for um, the, I give kudos to you guys for the podcast because it's a great way for people to uh, who have an interest in marketing and advertising to learn from some of the, the uh, you've had some great guests and great minds in the, in the advertising industry in Ireland and just get people thinking, uh, which is a big, big thing. So uh, fair play. I'm delighted to be on. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Rekha. It was, an, well, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. So thanks very much yeah, for, for for bringing, uh, bringing that, that, that great selection and, and your thoughts on them. Um, we're going to have to wrap up there. And uh, if anyone was listening to this and wants to see the ads, uh, go to workwithfoe.ie forward slash podcast where you can view all the lovely ads. And if listening on a podcast platform, like subscribe and all, all the good stuff. Uh, online but until then mark shane thank you very much and see you next time Cheers.